Today's guest is probably overqualified for this pod. Aaron Skinner is a PhD candidate in conservation psychology and a staunch advocate of sustainable fashion. There are some golden nuggets in this pod that you simply can't miss. So tell us a bit about you and your sustainable journey. Well, um, my name's Erin. Um, I'm currently in my first year of a PhD in psychology. Um, I'm very lucky to be at the University of South Australia who include conservation psychology in the curriculum for the undergrad degree. Um, so as someone who loves psychology and the environment, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, and what sort of initially drew you into both those realms? Like, I guess they're quite unique and quite different in their own ways, you know, sustainability mm. and psychology. What, what, what drew you to them? I guess like many people, my, my quest for sustainability comes from my love for the earth. Um, I've always had a really deep connection with nature and I can like, really strongly recall learning about greenhouse gases and stuff like that in year four and at the same okay. time um, was when Australia was experiencing severe drought and we were in like strict water restrictions. So as time's gone on and like environmental degradation has worsened, it's just come to the real forefront of my passions. Um, okay. The psychology side, actually, I um, psychology is my third degree that I tried at uni. <laughs> okay. Um, so a bit of a soul searching there, but I love psychology at school. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just do something I know that I like. And then yeah. when I got to uni and they brought out conservation psychology, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect amalgamation. And yeah. in terms of like yourself with the sustainability journey, is that something you, sort of your family and friends are quite into? Are they influence you or are you more so influencing your friends and family to, to live a more sustainable lifestyle? Um, yeah, I'd probably say the latter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. And in terms of your research, what drew you to research sustainable fashion specifically as opposed to other realms? Well, like I said, I've always been interested in the environment um, and I'd already started on my, I don't want to say journey, but journey <laughs> to minimising yep. my impact. Um, it initially started when I stumbled upon a Facebook video by Ted Ed. Um, I think it was called Life Cycle of a T-shirt or something. Um, okay. And it was all about the processes that go into producing a plain white tea. And it was just so eye-opening. I already thought of myself as like environmentally focused, but I hadn't really ever considered where my clothes came from. And this was huge for me. I was absolutely a shopaholic. It was yeah. like a well-known joke amongst my friends that I had parcels coming every week and <laughs> most of my money went to fashion items. So yeah. to learn the environmental and like ethical impact of this was just huge for me. Um, yeah. And a few weeks later, actually, I was starting my honours year at uni and yep. all the supervisors for that year get up and they present the research projects or ideas that they have on offer. And the supervisor I already really wanted to work with got up and said she has a project idea looking at slow fashion. And it was just like, you know, clouds parted and light shone down on me and it was just like, that's it. I have to get that project. Yeah. And I did. Um, and I've been falling down this rabbit hole ever since. And that, that's perfect. And without going into your, your fast fashion pass, I think all of us, um, you know, who have adopted the slow fashion movement have, have fallen victim um, mm -hmm. to, to slow fashion in the past. Like what kind of drew you to being, as you said, they're a bit of a shopaholic. Was it the pricing? Was it the design? Was it the ability to, to shop from your bedroom at 11.30 at night? Like what, what really attracted you to, to fast fashion initially? Yeah, it was a real 
it's funny. It it made me feel good, you know, after yep. an exam or finishing assignments or something, my treat myself would be okay. buy something or if I was bored, you know, I would scroll websites and stuff and it was it was enjoyment and fun. Which I look back now and I'm like, how how did I find that fun? Yeah. But it really was. And I, I think that's, you know, very common for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. That definitely sounds like it's sort of a sense of retail therapy, which you often yeah. hear people talk about. And um yeah, and I and I guess also boredom can play a big part into it, you know, it's, you you can freshen up your wardrobe, you know, yeah. it's it's a good way to secure boredom. So yeah, but I guess you probably that that's a, a chapter of your life that's behind you now. You've, <laughs> you've adopted a, a more, I guess, conscious approach um, to, to fashion mm. and I guess your lifestyle in general. But bring it back, uh, bring it back now to your research. Um, what did you decide to focus on Australia? I think you hear a lot in discussion that Australia has like such a small population and we're just a drop in the ocean and blah blah blah. But when it comes to fashion consumption, that is just so far from the truth. Um, Fashion stats are hard because lots of them compare different stuff. You know, one stat might look at textile consumption, which includes carpet and curtains, as well as clothing. And another might look at apparel, which can extend to clothing and shoes, for example. But either way, Australia is consistently in the top five countries when it comes to clothing consumption. Like there are some cities out there with a population higher than our entire country. And yet we are potentially the second largest consumer of clothing in the world. And sorry to interrupt you there. And when you're saying we're, um, we've got some of the highest consumption in the world, is that per capita or is that regardless of per capita? Um, I think the one that's the second highest is per capita, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, continue. I was just, just yeah, curious about that. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I guess I just want to find out why and, and how we can change that. Yeah, okay. And um, what are, you know, if, uh, I know you still research at the moment, so you don't probably have all the answers, but mm-hmm. what are some of the, the problem points, maybe some of the solutions that, that you found at this stage? And yeah, like I said, I know you're still researching it, so I don't expect you to have the, the 10 point perfect plan. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, actually. Um, most people, I think, would assume that we can kind of model behavior change off of other like Western societies like Europe or the United States, but Australia has a very unique fashion landscape particularly because of our population density and and the distance between cities and stuff like that you know our fashion industries that allows it to be largely dominated by you know large retail companies like the big ones like H&M and Cotton On Group and and stuff like that um so we are unique in a a global scale um so I think the approach we take has to be unique to us as well um which there is really no research happening in Australia at the moment on this subject. So, yeah, it's really – I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I think I think a great point you mentioned there is you can't just copy and paste what's happening in yeah. you know, England or America and expect it to have just as good a result um, in <laughs> Australia. So I think that's a great point um, to take moving forward. Um, my next question for you is what's been the biggest change to how you consume fashion more sustainably? Mm. Buying secondhand has been a really big one for me. Um, but in essence, I guess just how I value my clothing, yep. you know, um, fast fashion has only started developing as the dominant fashion business model in the last 30 ish years. Um, it scares me. There's basically like entire generations who have now grown up with fast fashion as the norm and it's essentially distorted people's ideas of the true worth of clothing. It's okay. like, is, is that slow fashion piece really expensive or have we lost touch with what quality lasting clothing is worth? Yeah, and, and I say that as someone who can rarely afford most slow fashion, like <laughs> like yeah. Depop, 
Facebook marketplace, buy, sell groups, they're really my saviors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's mainly been a mental change more than anything. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. And I was just going to ask you what some of your avenues are. And you mentioned they're Depop and, and Facebook <laughs> marketplace. Do you, what about op shopping? You know, is that something you like to, or do you prefer the online versions of I it? I do. I do like opera shopping um, yep. when I have the time. Yeah. Um, but that isn't like, that's a significant barrier we see coming out of like why people avoid secondhand shopping is they, they see it as like time consuming and more effort. Yep. Um, so I think really pushing those online avenues is going to be a really important thing if we want more people to take up secondhand shopping. Yeah, no, definitely. That's fantastic. And, and I guess a bit, a bit of a personal story, like my girlfriend absolutely loves buying and selling on Depop. So yeah. there's definitely a, a rising um, I get rising trend, especially with females. I think they're embracing that yeah. a bit more. And I, I think, you know, our males can, can follow suit because yeah, there, there are some great finds there and at great prices that you can find mm. on Depop and Marketplace. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. And um, in terms of like bringing it back now a bit more to the sustainable side of things, What's one easy hack or swap that we can all adopt today to be more sustainable? So, you know, we're in the middle of uh, July, you know, we've got plastic-free July to occurring at the mm-hmm. moment, but are there any sort of those simple ones that you just wish, you know, that everyone can do but everyone doesn't do? For me, I think the most simple one is not always the most easy one, yep. but just asking yourself, do I need this? And, okay. like, that's not just about fashion. That's about anything. I rearranged my bedroom during the pandemic. Yeah. And I used that as an opportunity to purge a heap of things I basically never used. And it felt bad. Okay. You know, the amount of stuff that I had accumulated because at one stage I wanted it. And now yeah. I, I just ask myself every time I go to buy something, do I need this? And yeah. the answer is usually no, by the way. Okay. Oh, interesting. So you, you're sort of recommending to be a bit more minimalist in our approach to, to our lifestyles. That's sort of the gist I'm getting. Yeah, I just see overconsumption as one of the biggest problems. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I know you might might not have one off the top of your head, but is there maybe a more simpler one um, that you think people can apply, just a simple swap or something along those lines? Anything that you can recommend? Uh, in terms of clothing or like? Oh, everything? just just in general to to be have like a more sustainable or zero waste lifestyle, or not even zero waste, maybe minimal waste lifestyle, because mm-hmm. zero waste can be a tough thing to aim towards. Um, so put you on the spot, yeah. No, you're good. Um, my favorite hack or swap so far has probably been silicon reusable bags instead of Ziploc okay. bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, find no. them really practical. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that would be fantastic. And you know, there's you've got the obvious ones like you know using your keep cups is always a really reliable one because most people and I'm. Sure, it's the same in Adelaide, but everybody in Melbourne drinks coffee, um, you know, yeah. se- seven to eight times a day. And um, yeah, just getting a keep up is just such an easy way. And, you know, it, you know, it can be 15 to $20, but it can have a sort of monumental um, impact on our environment just by, you know, having a keep cup. So I think that's a great one that you mentioned there with the silicon bags. And I think another one there that I'd like to recommend to people is, yeah, getting a keep cup. And, you know, I think I actually got mine for free, but um, I think they're only about 15 to $20. So it's, I think it's a reasonable investment. Some places give you a discount for, you know, if you've got a keep cup, which is, which is always amazing. So yeah. that can always help. And look, it's, it's, it's been great uh, sort of chatting to you. And for people who want to learn more about you and your journey, um, where can they go to, you know, to learn more about Erin and, and your research? 
Uh, well, I'm hoping one day in the future I'll be able to publish my research in a journal. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess um, until then, you'll just have to keep up with my Instagram slowly, yep. Aaron. Yeah. And uh, is it, how's that spelled, please? Sorry? And how do you spell that? Just in case I know some people might spell oh. Aaron a little bit wrong, but it's S-L-O-W-L-Y-E-R-I-N. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Because some people, I don't know, everyone spells their names a little bit uniquely nowadays. And, um, no, that's and it, right. I've seen Aaron's with an A in it and all sorts. So. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, it's always, yeah. always important. To but I'll put it in the show notes so people can click onto it conveniently. But now, is, there, is there any last thoughts? No, just thank you for yeah. having me. No, no, thank you for your amazing thoughts. It's always good to have an expert academic oh. like yourself sharing the thoughts. So a big thank you for taking your time out of your day, Erin, and uh, we hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much. Uh- thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you like what you heard, please leave a nice review. And if you have any feedback or want to recommend a guest, and yes, that can include you love yourself, please email me at jordan at stridestore.com.au.